Yo, yo, yo. What's going on with y'all? You know what I'm saying? It's your boy Convo with Marlo. Today, I got a special guest with me here today. Who do I have the pleasure of being here with? You're here with TK Cabral, also known as Cabral, also known as TK, also known as um, Vamp Man. Damn. I like the voice. I, I like the energy. My man. You know what I'm saying? Before I dive into anything, I'm going to ask you, how you feeling? What's going on? I'm feeling good, bro. I was actually super excited to be here. I barely slept. You barely slept? Barely slept, yeah. Sheesh. Yeah. Is, is that because, is that like, the you're, you're always on the ground grind making music, or was that just for today? Uh, A little bit of both. A little bit of both. Like, anytime I got something ex I felt like find exciting that I got to do the next day, I find it really hard to sleep. No way. Yeah. I'm, I'm like that, too, but it's, it's got to be something like, if I know I'm going on a trip to, like, example, I, I went to Seattle a little bit ago, mm. maybe like a month and a half ago. I get so excited. I can't even fall asleep. I'm, I'm thinking about it. And I notice whenever I think about something so much, I end up dreaming about it. Mm. I have a dream about it. But for you, you just you just can't fall asleep. Yeah, I just didn't end up sleeping. So this, this is the dream that's happening right now, I guess. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. How, how's the week been for you in this cold-ass city? Uh, the week has been all right. The week, uh, like, I had a little bit, like, of a little cold or something, like, for two days, but kind of like took me off track for a little bit but i i'm back in my back in my mode back in my zone i'm good back to go in the grind no, i like it i like it you know what i'm saying so the, um going into the new year 2023 what are i, I we're like the 30th day in mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying what are some of the things that like the new year has brought to you i know it's kind of early but if there is anything what what has it brought to you so far new levels of manifestation for real <clears throat> like it's been so much easier to just like think of something and then have it come to me like mm -hmm. you know like I wanted to do this podcast thing and like I wanted to find like dope podcasts that were happening in the city and then boom, this is you disappeared. Yes, <laughs> it's amazing. Okay, okay. You know what I'm saying? Now I like that. For me, twenty twenty three is just like um I'm starting to last year what I told myself is, Oh, if I speak something, I'm gonna do my best to like bring it into existence. Mm. But now it's like I'm really standing behind that. And I told myself this year, I'm gonna get a lot of guests that I didn't have last year on this year. You know, because when I first started this, I, it would be more of people that I knew. I didn't want to get, um, I kept it as people that I knew. I didn't want to get new people because it's like, oh, I don't want these type of people at my house. I don't want this. But now it's like, fuck it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And having <clears throat> new different personalities over is just nice because we could bounce ideas, bounce conversation. And who knows, you might teach me something that I didn't know yesterday, today. Mm -hmm. and it could be the same vice versa. Yeah, I, th I definitely think we're going to end up teaching each other some things. Oh, yeah, this conversation. definitely. No, a lot, a lot. So first things first, I want to ask, um, now going into like the questions, what's, what's your background? Where are you from? Um, so I'm born and raised here, Edmonton, Alberta. Sheesh. Yeah, and um, yeah, I was born and raised on the north side. I, uh, I was living in um, Beverly until I was like 12 years old. And then from there, I moved to Holly Canyon and things like that. It was a, was a bit of a switch up, but I've been uh, been here my whole life. Wow. So so what about your parents? Are they both from here too? <clears throat> um, from what I understand, my father, he was from Jamaica. Mm -hmm. But uh, my mom, she's uh, she's Portuguese. I was raised by my mother's side of the family. Oh, okay, okay. So like I was raised mostly Portuguese. Oh, okay. No, I feel that. Yeah. So born and raised in Edmonton, Alberta. Yeah. How do you get used to the cold? Do you get used to the cold? I don't think you do, to be honest. You can't. I don't think you do. Because <laughs> like literally just two days ago, it was like plus two, right? Yeah. Plus two, plus three. Now it's minus 16, but feels like 29, feels like minus 30. Yeah, what I will say is like freakish about Edmontonians, though, is like when like it gets so cold in our wintertime that like once the spring rolls around and it's like minus 16 again, it feels like we just wearing out T-shirts and shit exactly. like that. It's like there's, <clears throat> my, there's a different minus 16 in December 
then and then in like springtime, just yeah. like you said, which is which is weird because it's the same thing, but. I don't know. I guess it just all depends what month you're talking about. Yeah. And I think there's like a little bit of our body adapting to it. But once the cycle comes back around and we do the spring and we do summer and winter comes back around again after that fall, it's just like it's like you're dealing with it for the first time oh, every not. single time. And the the thing that really gets on my <laughs> nerve is when people from like different countries like the southern part of the U.S. or just places that are majority of the time hot talk about, oh, it's so cold today. It's so calm. Man, come to Edmonton in December. You don't know cold until you're here. Legit. Another thing that drives me nuts, too, is people who are like, oh, like, you guys have a dry cold. <clears throat> you don't know what, like, a wet cold is like. I'm like, man, I'll take a wet minus 20 over a dry minus 40 yeah, any exactly. day. Like, what are we talking about? And don't don't even get me started on Vancouver. Because I remember a few years back, Vancouver had, like, a minus 4 and minus 5. Mm. The whole city shut down. Yeah. The whole, <laughs> minus 4, minus 5 for us is still summertime, damn near. Yeah, legit, legit. You know what I'm saying? That that all, all that type of shit is just crazy to me. But um, being being from Edmonton, what, what was the upbringing like here? You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of people in different provinces of Canada, when they hear Edmonton, blue collar, mm. um, electricians, pipe fitters, stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Some people go the artsy way, but I heard it's hard to be in the art world in Edmonton. That's mm. more a Vancouver thing. Or if you want to go in the singing route, that's more Toronto. You know what I'm saying? So what, what was all that like here in E-Town? So like upbringing in regards to like music stuff? Uh, both music and, and life. Well, like life, I was just... Uh I don't know my my upbringing was a little bit interesting like I spent a lot of my time like uh how can I make a long story short here uh I spent a lot of time like when I like when I was growing up especially when I lived in Beverly uh my auntie who was uh, initially supposed to be the person who was going to adopt me when I was younger mm -hmm. uh she uh ended up uh getting really sick and again like really long story short um I spent a lot of my time and things like that in the hospital and always like moving to and from and like always like being around her and like all the stuff that she was going through and things like that yeah and then yeah. plus i had uh some family that was um dealing with some like addiction things and stuff like that so it was my upbringing was like very interesting and like something i'm thankful for is like i uh i was raised by like multiple households and i got to like understand uh, a bunch of different ideologies from different people mm. and like uh, and then even spending a lot of my time growing up in the hospital and things like that i was able to meet a lot of like kids that were like you know like on their way out even though they shouldn't have been if you if you know what i mean they were out of the they were on their way out of this world and wow. like i met a lot of like older people too and like i was just able to just like i i understood life and death at a very young age so like yeah. a lot of my childhood was more revolved around that i didn't really get too much of the edmonton experience and like by the time that we had moved and i was uh i think i was around like yeah 12 years old at that time when we had moved, it was like very hard to fit in and stuff like that because I was so just in my own world. Mm -hmm. So like I just like, you know, class clown type thing and then get like into the music, getting into music, I was just able to like find myself more in there. So even when I got into music, I was still kind of in my own world and, to, and just doing my own thing. So it's like I didn't really get to experience like the Edmonton scene until like more like the ending of high school and stuff like that. But like Aside from that, like, I guess elementary school, running around and being a little hood rat like that. Like, I did I did a lot of that stuff, you know, like yeah. smoking cigarettes at fucking 10 years old and Jeez. doing a bunch of dumb shit like that. Yeah. I got I got the Beverly Northside experience. Damn, to the fullest. Yeah, I, I seen you had DZ the Dawn uh, yes, here on sir. the show. So he'll know what I'm talking about when I say uh, the Northside experience. Yeah. He'll know for sure. Wow. No, that's crazy. So so it, it, it seems <clears> as though <throat> since a very young age, you've just been doing a lot of things that, like, people around your age wasn't really into yeah e example um 
obviously I don't want to get into too much into it because I'm pretty sure I know what you mean when you say like people that are getting ready to like leave the world type of thing. Mm. It's like that, that, that kind of it sucks that like you you was introduced to that. But it's good because it's like now when you when, whenever you run into people that are kind of the same way, you kind of know how to talk to them, mm-hmm. cope with them and be like, yo, this isn't the way. Let me show you another way to go. Mm-hmm. You know and, what I'm saying? And uh, I find it interesting, actually, and like, I'd like to tie it into something else that I had seen. Like, I seen it on the internet. It's like this uh, a comment, but I was like, I was talking to my uncle, and then uh, he was telling me like, oh, like it, I wish your childhood would have been different, or I wish things would have been different. And I, and then and then I'd seen this video, and it was like this kid training, and it's like this kid training to be a monk, and he's crying, and then somebody left a comment being like, this kid should have had a normal childhood. And it had me questioning, like, what even is, like, technically a normal childhood? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, no matter what, you are going to end up crying. So in the case of that kid training, at least when he was training and, like, he was crying about how much it hurt, it was in a controlled environment. I wasn't necessarily in a controlled environment, but, like, my pain that I had dealt with was more other people's pain. It wasn't necessarily mine. You know what I mean? I learned through a lot of other people's thing, right? Because even when it comes to... um, like uh, our mortality, right? And somebody passing away, I feel like we get the shitty end of the bargain. It's because we are left here with their memories and missing them, right? Mm-hmm. Lord knows what happens with them. It depends on what your belief is. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, I, I know, I know that feeling because, like, um, obviously this is something nobody should have to deal with. But like a death, of, a death of a loved one. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> Me, when I, I had, I had someone close to me. This was a while back that passed away, and it's weird because it's like. When you go into the room that they used to sleep in, you can still smell the perfume slash cologne, whatever they used to wear. Mm-hmm. And just just things that you never would really think about just kind of like hits you like, wow, when this person was here, I should have done this. When this person was here, I should have said that. But it's like, you know, it sucks, but kind of the things you got to live with. It is the and, thing. And to get into the uh, what is a normal like childhood to be like what is no- normal in regards to being a child is I think that just all really depends on where you're from, where you are. There is no such thing as a normal child. Yeah. Whatever the hell that means. I don't even know if there's such thing as normal. Like, what is normal? What is a normal dog? Exactly. Is it a Chihuahua? Is it a Is it a Husky? Right. I think when a lo- when a lot of people say normal, they just mean the most basics of basics, mm-hmm. as you could possibly think about. And that's that's not the world we live in. We live in a world with eight billion people. What the hell is normal? Yeah, and it's like even like I, even to go to add to your to what you're saying with the whole basic thing, it's like. I think it's like a descript. Uh, it's used as a description for something that they could understand, mm. right? If they could understand it and they can grasp it, then it is normal, right? And if it's something that they cannot grasp, then it becomes something that is abnormal or something that is a mystery to them. Exactly. And, be- and sometimes people like mysteries, sometimes they don't. That I guess to me, the best way for me to like connect what you're saying is when, when people that aren't from overseas go overseas for vacation mm-hmm. and tell the people overseas they're not living right or the way that you're living over there like when americans go to africa mm-hmm. and then see the naked kid running up and down like yo this is weird this is disgusting yeah. who are you to say that you know what i'm saying how are you coming into my home telling me what i'm doing is not right facts facts and there's a bunch of like even like uh, when i first went to europe and i was in portugal it was like halfway of a culture shock because i was raised by like uh, all portuguese people like when i had gotten there seeing like little kids and shit like that running around naked I was like, what the hell? Like, this is cool. But they didn't look at it as, like, a pervy thing, at least for, like, the people that I was around, right? It was just, like, it was just a funny thing. Like, kids running around naked. That's just, it's down here where it's, like, different. And oh, yeah. Down weird. here, somebody's going to jail. Yeah. Somebody. Yeah. Not because um, <clears throat> my parents, both of them are, like, born and raised in Haiti. Mm. So w- when I was younger, like, 
I think five, six, I was still in the States. They was telling me all these stories about, yeah, you, the cousin that you're speaking to on the phone right now, he used to be running naked left and right, this. And I'm like, what? But as I get older, mm. I realize how normal that shit is. You know what I'm saying? Especially in a place filled with nothing but poverty. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So at the time, you know, with a young mindset, you're like, yo, that's weird. That's disgusting. I never want to see it. But as you get older, he's like, that's normal. Have you ever been to Haiti? Oh, no, I'd, I'd love to go. Oh, I'd yeah. love to go. It's one place that, like, I talk about, I, I speak the language I could read, right? But it's just, I never got the chance to go. That's dope that you could speak it, uh, read it, and write it, though. That, oh, yeah. That's awesome. But but the thing is that sucks is, like, I have a heavy, heavy accent, like, Americanized. Mm. So when they hear me speak, it's like when a Filipino's fresh from the Philippines come to Canada and they speak English, mm. you're like, you got to be Filipino. Like, they speak in English well enough for you to understand it, but the accent is there and it's heavy. And for me, they could just tell I'm from America or Canada, just anywhere in the world, but not Haiti. Mm. I think the accent thing comes with time after you, like, spend oh, more yeah. time in the culture and things like this and you understand, like, the lingo and all that. Like, the um, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know why it's slipping my mind. Not lingo, but, uh, you know, like how people speaking English say swag and stuff like that. Yeah, like yeah. Just those, like, little terminologies and things. Oh, yeah. No, no, I, I, I know what you I, I know what you mean. Um. So now, getting into what you do, you know what I'm saying? What is it that you do? Is it music? Is it screenplay? Is it this? Is it that? Uh, I consider, like, yeah, I do all of those things. Like, I uh, I like to direct my own videos. I'm going to be doing a lot more, like, uh, visual directing here soon. Yes, sir. I do, um, like, singer-songwriter stuff. I do the rapping stuff. I dabble in, like, rock and roll and some EDM stuff as well. Damn. Yeah, I get into, like, I'm into the composing. I like to get, like, behind the producer and help uh, with creating the beats and stuff. And yeah, I'm about to I'm about to launch a bunch of crazy stuff. Like I, uh, oh my, you're everywhere. Yeah, yeah, Jeez. yeah. Like uh, something I like take pride in is, and when I was younger too, like not necessarily younger, but when I was more fresh in the Spotify game and stuff, people were trying to make me just do one thing, like just stick to this one genre, just do this one thing, and like, now I laugh at them because like I got Fuck multiple that. genres doing doing quite well. Yeah, no, I like that. <laughs> if it's one thing that I love, and I say, and I and I've said this damn near every other episode that I've done. Mm-hmm. Do not stick to one thing. Absolutely. If you're if you're if you're a rapper, start looking into merch, being an actor, actress, whatever the case may be. If you're an actor, look look into screenwriting, look into this, look into that. Just don't stick if it's one thing you want to have in this lifetime is multiple streams of income. Yeah, fast. You know what I'm saying? And obviously, I can see kind of how my word doesn't hold weight cuz I'm not doing it, but yes. if it's one thing I can say is I'm damn near. I, I know for sure I'm gonna try to get into it when I can. Mm-hmm. But all the successful people I've seen have all different other shit that they do. Jay Z has. I'm pretty sure he has a champagne or alcohol uh, thing going on. Um, they sell like they just have other shit that they got going on. Mm-hmm. So I, I like that Spotify thing that you're saying. How they was trying to keep you in one lane, but you gave yourself like five, six. Yeah, yeah, and like that's just like music. Like I'm about to do like a whole lot more when it comes to like clothing. I'm going to do a whole lot more when it comes to, like, events and just, like, um, nightlife promotion, things like this. And I'm going to, uh, I don't want to get into too much about what I'm about to do. Yeah, yeah. But I am going to be launching something that is going to kind of work as a media outlet of sorts okay. and kind of, like, work as a funnel for for artists to be in direct uh, contact with their friends. That is something that isn't really happening right now. Okay, nah, I like it. So, so like you're serious about doing all this new stuff. So it seems as though 2023 is like really your year, yeah, or your year to like do new shit or hop into like new lanes, see see what the outcome could possibly be. Mm-hmm. And it's like uh, I feel like 2023 is like my uh, it's the it's the punchline here. You know, like there's uh, 
like the whole world stopped for a bit right and like i was on a specific kind of trajectory and then everything went down and it kind of changed everything and like had to like readjust and like readjust the business plan readjust like my mindset mm. everything like that and like now that all of that's like ready to go it's like i got like the gun loaded and i'm ready to shoot and i'm super excited because like i wanted podcasts to be like the first step of like this this uh plan that i've created okay now i like that now that's um now that's you telling me what you do what is it that everybody around you knows you for you know what i'm saying do more people know you as being an artist do more people like what is it that everyone knows you for I guess it depends on when you, how you meet me, but yeah, most people um, they just know me as like a singer, rapper, mm. like um, just an artist type type deal. Yeah. Or they know me as like some crazy, crazy bastard that <laughs> parties a lot or something. Yeah, yeah. I w- when, um as I was going through your IG the other day, I noticed like your swag is different. You uh-huh. know what I'm saying? The way you dress is different. I I like that type of shit. Like just today, uh, what is that a trench coat? Yeah. You know like what I'm saying? That, yeah. I, I like it. It's different. Thank you. You bro. know what I'm saying? Explain the swag. What like. What is your swag? Uh, I'm I'm like very much so inspired by like video game characters and like anime characters and shit. Yes, sir. Yeah, I like, was gonna. It's crazy. I was gonna. I was gonna get into that, but that's awesome. gonna be way later. Wicked, wicked. Yeah, I love. I love that kind of shit. Like even ever since I was a kid and stuff. Like I, like Final Fantasy characters and stuff like that. I was like, oh, I want to dress like that. I wish my hair looked like that and stuff. Like people look up old pictures of me. They'll see my hair look like that. It was uh, ridiculous. Very, very silly. Real okay. Real quick. This is off topic. <clears throat> is not. Would you consider Naruto and Avatar the Last Airbender anime? Is that anime, yes or no? Naruto and? Naruto and, Naruto and Avatar the Last Airbender. Okay, well, I'm going to have to have a, have, a, have a question for you directly after. Yes, yeah, I say yeah. But why would why Naruto in that comment question? Because let me tell you something. So my girl, mm. she's heavy into She will die behind anime, mm. right? And I was like, yeah, yo, I fuck with anime. But like. The way she knows me, I've never spoken to her about it. So she's like, what the hell are you into? Mm. I'm like, Naruto and Avatar The Last Airbender. She's like, of course. Mm. Like, What do you mean? Why the of course? She's like, everyone that doesn't, everybody knows that people that don't watch anime watch Avatar and uh, um, Naruto and claim that they love anime. Oh, wow. So I'm like. Hit you with that. that yeah, that can't. Is that true, though? <clears throat> I, like, Avatar, I think it's like because uh-uh, I, I might be mistaken but i'm pretty sure it was like it's nickelodeon and an american company that I put guess. avatar together yeah yeah but naruto no that's that's anime like that like i remember reading naruto even when it was uh in shonen jump magazine i used to get shonen jump magazines you ever hear of those never, never. so it's like um has a bunch of like stories in it like uh like dragon ball z would be in there oh, one okay. piece yeah. all, like uh bleach a lot of these um a lot of them but i got into shonen jump magazine because um they used to come with like every once in a while they'd come with like a limited edition Yu-Gi-Oh card. Mm. So then I started collecting them and then I started reading the stories in them and then I got into like Claymore, Naruto and stuff like that. And this is before like they started be uh, being serialized as anime here in North America. So I was into Naruto and shit like that for all my homies. But yeah, I'm a anime and like film, Heavily pop culture, it. all all that kind of stuff. I'm I'm almost too into it to be oh, honest. Yes, sir. Man, that's I man, I guess I guess I was wrong. I guess she was right about Naruto, not Naruto, Avatar. Yeah, a little bit, maybe half, half. Because like they they did they did well, they did well with that. Because every a classic. every time we speak about it, we we'd argue from sun up to sundown. Like yes, it is, yes it is anime, yes it is. And it got to a point where I was like, you know what? Now I I was just saying this just to annoy her, but I'm like, you know what? SpongeBob is anime because because <laughs> it, it was it's animated. Yeah. But obviously I know it's not. I'm, now I'm just trying to get under his skin. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But so, that's. You, I, oh, sorry no go ahead go ahead i was gonna ask like so like have you gotten into any other uh animes I, I, tr- like that? I tried i tried one piece mm. but i i guess 
those Naruto and Avatar is really the only thing I could do. Like, what kind of films do you like? Like, what what type of shit am I usually watching? Yeah, like, like films. Like, uh, damn. I feel like once I say this, it's gonna put it's gonna put me in one type of category. But it's like, um, uh, what's it called? Boys in the Hood. Mm, I love that. Um, show. I, I watch many, but it's like more hood shit. Mm. I'd say more hood shit. I I so I, I like the Titanic. I liked um, what's it called? Hood shit, and then followed up with the Titanic. No, I like it's, it. it's, it's it's just weird, but it's like diversity and balance. I, and I love um, ah, uh, action 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 movies mm. like shit that you see The Rock in mm. Jumanji so, or fucking. Do you like 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 violence and shit like like action like that? Yeah, you should check out this this movie called Ninja Scroll, and I think it came out like nineteen ninety seven or something on like Netflix. Oh, uh, it may be on Netflix, yeah. but it's an anime movie, and like it's it's not like Naruto and and like One Piece and things like that, like. I wouldn't say they're for kids necessarily, but like I would allow if I had a son that was like if I had a son, I'd let him watch those things like Ninja Scroll. I'd be like, you got to wait till you like 14, 15, maybe 16. Why is there swearing and all that type of stuff? Uh, people Nudity. might people that are watching might think I'm fucked up for saying, oh, maybe 14. He can watch it. It's a, it's an adult thing. It's a well, it's not. Yeah. Is it's, it that bad? Yeah. It's a, like it's like it's Ninja Gangster, bro. It's oh, Ninja Gangster shit. with ninjas in it. And it's like that's why I was like, I, I wanted to get your palette. What kind of like movies you like and like. Yeah. Because if you like like things like um, Menace of Society and like Boys in the Hood, it's not to say like oh Ninja Scroll is like that. Yeah. But if you're okay with some violence and like some nitty gritty shit, I think you'll fuck with it. Like, do you like okay. like Wu Tang Clan and stuff? Oh yeah. If oh, you yeah. like Wu Tang Clan and like that whole ninja vibe, bro, you're gonna get into Ninja Scroll and you're gonna be like, holy shit. Okay, right after this, please remind me. 100. But but the thing is, the only reason why I hate answering that question, you ever seen Boondocks? Yeah, man. It puts me into the same category as Riley mm. when I answer that and like. I'm I, I'm the furthest thing from Riley, or mm. I want to be the furthest thing from Riley, mm. cause that's like, man, I I just hate that. Nah, that's not me. I was just rewatching Boondocks the other day. That's I, one of the funniest shows I, of all time. The amount of satire behind that show mm. is fun, and it's like, imagine if they played it today. Mm. I've all, but the thing is, if they played it today, it would have got canceled. Yeah, not you know lot. how crazy the cancel culture is. What's funny too is like back then it was like very exaggerated, like the jokes were exaggerated, yeah. but you're like, ah, you could call it. But now, when you watch that shit, it's not exaggerated anymore. Like, that's nope. on the nose now. Mm -hmm. Before, it was, like, making fun of people. It's like, one day, like, people are going to get this crazy. It's almost like South Park, you know? Like, what? Like I haven't <laughs> watched a new episode of it in a while. But, like, last episode I watched, I think, was um, the pandemic one or something like that. But it was just, like, it was just so on the nose that yep. I was, like, you can't even, like, exaggerate people's ridiculousness anymore. People are just absolutely batshit nuts these days yeah and don't even get me started on the simpsons mm. on how they've just been predicting you know they they predict shit from so long ago it's so crazy i saw this one where donald trump was coming down the escalator yeah. just waving and there was the exact same video with him waving the exact same way that same suit and everything it's like i don't believe in time travel but mm. i wouldn't doubt it at this point well some would argue that it's uh maybe not predictions but maybe we're following along with a certain type of narrative mm. and everything is supposed to happen in a certain type of way yeah who knows nah, i mean there's so many different ways you could put it but just that real shit who knows now getting into getting into uh your music you know what i'm saying when you first dived in dove into the music thing was e-town fucking with you was the city behind you <laughs> My first track that I released, I was like in the tenth grade, and you remember that one song, "Airplanes" by B.O.B. Airplanes in a nice sky. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I did a remix to that, and I recorded myself and everything like that. I was about like fourteen years old, and I had no idea how to record myself and everything. I recorded my like I wrote down my verse, 
and like and i wrote it while listening to the beat on youtube mm-hmm. and then i recorded my verse without the beat being in like the program like i just recorded my verse on GarageBand, then i learned how to download the beat and then i took the beat and put the beat on after i put the verse on so like the whole thing was just off time and, like, <laughs> completely messed and i was like yeah. hyping everybody up for the longest time like i was like i'm gonna be the sickest rapper like i was super super cocky like very 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 confident i was like i'm gonna be the best of all time and all this stuff so they I hyped everybody up and then i dropped this song and it was just super bad it's it terrible. <laughs> Everybody like. Did my, people tell you it was bad, or did you uh, yourself knew? I I I knew it was bad. Some people did tell me it was bad, and like other people, they were like, no, because like I, like I put my heart out in it and things like that. I was talking about real stuff in there. So some of like some homies, Jake Lutz, he was like the first one who, uh, was like, yo man, like that's a good song. He like cut class and came into my class to let me know. But it was a really bad song, and it was funny. This other kid, um, he remixed the same song like a couple weeks afterwards. Yeah, this kid yeah. Jordan Dario, and it's like, and everybody loved his version. And like and like and everybody's like, oh, he's so much better of a rapper than TK. But it just not and it just lit a fire under my ass because it was like there was a bunch of other like not a bunch, but there's a, a couple of other rappers in my uh, in my school. And like, yeah, I just wanted to I just wanted to prove myself. So in the beginning, I was like kind of clowned on. Yeah, yeah. And like I wasn't taken seriously for a bit. And I'm, I'm sure people still from that era would like they they don't they can't believe that. Like I have records that are like four million plays. Or <laughs> I've made Portuguese music that's been shared by some of the biggest soccer teams in the world and shit. But yeah, um, yeah when I started, no, no, not much love. It wasn't until like after I got out of high school and then like nobody knew who I was. Like I kind of like had a clean slate. Yeah. And then the people that met me through just knowing the fact that I did music, that is when people started really being like, yo, this guy's crazy. Because like, I just go, I'd go do as many open mics as I possibly could, get in as many crowds as I could. I didn't care if it was just me and the bartender <laughs> or me and the security guard or me and the club owner. I was giving- You rocked this still. Yeah, and I did the exact same set that I like would do if it was like a thousand people. So I'd I like really, that. really raging. <clears throat> so I was able to grow like a little bit of a, a little bit of a following here in the city. And that was like with like some really rugged, and like rippity rap stuff so i'm surprised that i've been able to like transfer them over to like some more of my pop stuff but i'm gonna be releasing more yes, that rap sir. stuff here soon very soon you see that's that's the thing that i love here i love people that treat audiences audiences like um like let's say there's four people you treat the same four <clears throat> people as if there was forty thousand people mm-hmm. and i feel like those are the type of people that go the furthest i give 110 percent every time no matter how many people are there you got to do it like that and it's funny because like I get more nervous in smaller crowds. Not like nervous isn't wow. the better w- word, but like I get more weird, like in like in my own head with smaller crowds. Like when the crowd is huge, I don't like it's like I'm it's like I'm watching a movie. I could just watch myself and it just goes into autopilot. Yeah. But when it's like me and like four other people and like I could see these people making eye contact or I could like notice two people like having a conversation and I could hear them talking about you what you could hear. Yeah. Cause like, like, yeah, my brain goes into like some weird cosmic space when I'm performing. Right. I could almost see myself from the fourth, like from like the third person almost. Yeah. 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 So I could like hear everything that everybody's saying and all this kinds of shit like that. And I just like, got to tune it out. But like when it's a bunch of people and like that wave and like all I need to do is give them like that energy of my first song and then I could sense them like, and then that energy goes back and forth. Like, then I'm floating. It's very, very easy. Yeah. Does it ever throw you off though? Like being able to kind of hear the people? Cause what if they're like, Oh, what is this guy doing? Or like, just what if they shooting negative thoughts or are you able to, you've been doing it long enough to be able to block it out? Um, like when I was younger, like I was like very, like, looked like I was like somebody was like performing an exorcism on me or something <laughs> like when I was doing so, so, so like all the reactions I was getting were like more or less what I was expecting. People were like, what the fuck is like the music's good, but like, what is going on? Like, this guy's like crazy, or like the music's crazy. Like, so like, I I wanted to get like a shock factor. So like, 
I always kind of got the reactions that I wanted. And anytime other, like somebody was hating, they wouldn't. I never heard anybody hate. They would just like walk out, or they just wouldn't be there because you can't you can't please everybody, right? Exactly. But I definitely pleased a lot more than I didn't when it came to uh, rocking a set. Yes, sir. No, I like that. Um, I know I know we're still pretty new into the new year, but have you had a show yet? No, no, not yet. I've kind of been um reserved on that because I'm going to be like throwing my own events and things like this. Yes, sir. But That's yeah, what I like. Am I am I invited or 100%, 100%, what? Percent. Yes, sir. Hundred <coughs> percent. The the only thing with my event though, you've never partied with me before, so this is. I'm warning you now, so there's gonna be. I gotta be. Why am I scared all of a sudden? What's going on? <laughs> so there's gonna be the daytime thing. There's gonna be a nighttime thing, and then there's gonna be a nighttime nighttime thing. Damn. So you gotta prepare yourself, prepare your liver, prepare your mind, prepare your soul. So mind, there's body, three soul. parts to it. Yeah, there'll be three parts to it. Okay, to the okay. Event that I'm planning here. Okay, not so. Are, is it like do we leave and come back, or is it all like we stay? I'm glad that you asked, actually. So I may as well say like the event is called Portal, and I'm gonna be. Uh, it's gonna be uh, the first one. I plan to make it annual, and I also plan to take it to different cities and different mm -hmm. countries. But uh, the first one will be uh, April 22nd at the Collab Building. And uh, back to your question about uh, like how like the whole thing is going to work. Yeah. So during the day, it's going to be um, like a, a market, having some of like the Edmonton uh, talent here displaying their paintings, clothing, things Ooh. like this. And I'm also going to have some performers and stuff like that. Yeah. And um, nice. there's gonna be visuals displayed on the walls, all that kind, of, all that kind of fun stuff. And then um, later into the day, will be um, a fashion show. And then uh, after the fashion show closes, we're gonna shut the doors for a couple hours. We're gonna reset up everything. Yeah. And then it's gonna reopen, and then it's gonna be like more of like a rave type vibe. Ooh. But then we got like uh, I'm gonna be doing an interactive live set, and I got Shyler who's gonna be doing um, a set here too. So anybody like who knows who that is, he's got mad plays on spotify he's been like he's been killing it for years now and he does and it's very rare to get him to perform so i'm super excited to get him to to perform on this day i've yet to decide in this exact moment which dj i want to have play yeah. the the night rave music but hopefully by uh hopefully by the end of the week i'll know who that will be yes sir now that's nice and that's like i haven't heard of anything like that before a three-part party mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying so and the, uh, like so like i those were the first two parts the day the uh the night thing and then afterwards like we're gonna have like a private after party for like the artists or like people who are doing things in the city like yourself yeah and then we'll all go click up together and hey and that that's a nice way for people to network too exactly no i like yeah. that and i really want to use this for that like i want people all artists and things like that that are coming to this and they and they want to get to the next level. I want them to use this as the portal to do so. You mm. know what I mean? And 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 you saying this is gonna be an annual thing? Yeah. Nah, I like yeah. it. Okay, okay. You know what I'm saying? But obviously, I um I know that's not something you want to fully dive into. So you know, I'm a I'm a stop it right there. Mm. So my next thing I want to ask you is um going through your page, I saw that you was on the cover of Portfolio magazine, and what was it? Cover of Portfolio and Malvi. Yeah. Malvi, am I saying it right? Yeah, Malvi. I Malvi. think so. I think so. And and how was that? How did how does that happen? How do you end up on the cover? Um, two different scenarios. Uh, so with the portfolio setup, it's actually a friend of mine who owns that uh company, uh Daniel Spicer. Uh, he owns the company World Management, and he owns um Portfolio Mag. And uh, I got connected to him through another friend of mine. Uh, she does modeling and things like that as well. And uh. She got him into my music and things, and then he's like, yo, I'm a fan. I would love to have him on the magazine. And he's a really dope dude as well, and he has a good eye for good-looking people. Hey. He's got me on there. No, I'm joking. He's got a lot of – he works with a lot of beautiful people, no lie. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, so that was that setup. And then another – with the Malvi scenario, it was through uh, Sheila. Like, um, she uh, – Sheila Freda, she works um, with uh, – she works with NULA, NULA Models. And um, 
It was a photo shoot with her, um, her photographer Rick, and another one, Jason. And then, uh, yeah, we just we just did a shoot, and then they pitched it to a bunch of places. And I think like Malvi's either from Spain or like France or something. I don't know, but yeah. they just pitched they pitched it to a bunch of places, and then they took it. So it was cool. Wow. Yeah. And did you did you end up getting like the actual magazine? Oh, for portfolio, I got that. Yeah. You got it. And yeah. You still have it with you? Is yeah. it like propped up on a wall or what? Yeah. No, I. I, I should do that with all my stuff, but like I have like a stack of all my my things. It's like scattered amongst all my comic books and books yeah. and stuff. Like I have all my book things all all over the place. Nah, this is nice. For man. you, this is for you. Oh, so, what's this? A uh, classic pin. Like um, we're gonna be making a new design. Yeah. But uh, yeah, those are the ones that we made in like 2018, so those won't be available anymore. So okay, that, okay, nah, I like this. Thank you, bro. No problem, brother. I, whenever whenever I have guests give me um anything like this, I uh like cards. Uh, little books or anything like that. I keep them. I keep them up on my wall. That's why I was asking. Like, is it on a wall or anything? But um, what I plan on doing is, I plan on adding more upgrades to this basement. Mm. So I'm gonna have a, a section where I have all these magazines. So once I get once I get that table, I'm gonna ask you or I'm gonna ask to see if you have another copy so I can have yours there. I have this guy, another artist named Soji. Mm. I don't know if you know him. I'm gonna have Soji's there, yours, and just. Just so people could see all of E Town's finest oh, in my I, basement. I could get some, I could get some cool stuff for you for sure. Okay, say yeah. less. If I can't get the magazine, I'll be able to get a lot of cool stuff for you. Yes, sir. No, that's what I like to hear. Um, so throughout your whole music career, mm -hmm. you know, what I'm saying from when you started to up to right now, what do you think? There might be uh, a lot you want to name, but if you could give me the like two, what be your big? Uh, what is your biggest accomplishments? Hmm. Hmm. Maybe going um, to New York, whatever the case may be. Yeah, that was that was very cool. Um, I think my two biggest accomplishments would be like one when I had first started doing shows and things like that in the city. Like there wasn't a, it was very hard to have like rap shows. Like being a black artist doing rap shows, and I don't like to. I really don't like playing the whole black card things like that. Mm -hmm. I don't like doing this. Yeah, but like. Every, like, at least in my experience, it was, like, I was always met with, like, oh, like, what is the crowd going to be like or things like this. It was always looked like it's going to be, like, you're going to be bringing shooters and things like this to the mm -hmm. spot, right? And, like, I, like, I kind of broke the, um, the barrier for, like, the hipster bars and stuff like this because, like, I did, like, the shows with, like, not to say it wasn't done before, but, like, I brought it to a different light because, like, I was kind of, like, using Instagram as the medium and, like, I was kind of, I was... Not necessarily the first, but I was just doing certain things very right so that, like, I'm very proud at the fact that, like, because I like to think because of me, you know, like, it, a lot, it's a lot more possible for, like, an Edmonton artist that looks like me to be performing at a fashion show mm. for, like, uh, for them to be doing these hipster bars for it to not be so, like, it's either gangster rap or this, right? It's, like, it, it, it sounds like I sound so, like, old school even, with, like, talking about it now because I've been to so many shows and... And like now it's so much more diverse. But when I had started, it was not, it wasn't like that, you know? When I had started, the only rap place, I mean, the only place I was able to get my bars out for the most part was this uh, place called Bo Bohemia, which is now called The Gavel uh, across the street from the law courts. But I did so many shows there. And like, yeah, that, that was like one of the only places. And it was like there, Deviate, um, a place called like, I think it was Rendezvous. Yeah. But it was like very select and it was like very, very small. And even, even then, like, I, I'm, I'm very proud of the fact that I feel like I broke, it's like, I, not, I, I don't want to use the word hipster, but like, I'm like a rap artist, not kind of niched into something. And I was kind of able to like break the barrier to get a lot of other rap artists in through that door. So I'm very proud about that. And the second thing that I'd be proud about is just like, uh, 
just kind of like making it seem real to anybody who wants to be doing something you know what i mean and like every time i get like another milestone whether it's like another uh monthly listener milestone or like um uh streaming milestone or i'm traveling or whatever it is i like i really want it to be in, like influencing kids and like making them feel like yo i could do this shit too and i want them to feel like they could do it on their own i don't want people to start thinking that they need labels and everything like that so yeah. i want my focus to be on me my business and i want people to think the same Jeez, no, i like that i like that <clears throat> another another thing that i saw you know what i'm saying uh going through your page was the painted fingernails you uh, know what i'm saying you know how a lot of people is, are like skeptical about those type of thing or they have their own thought process mm. their own ideologies of people that 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 wear it that have that you know what i'm saying what is the why why would you say so many people are so like childish to to new things like that if that if does that make sense yeah it does and like you know it's interesting because my views on it kind of changed since mm. the last time right like it's like i did and i was doing like the whole like rock star thing and it's like looking like like feminine and shit like that but then i realized what was exactly happening right mm. like Sure, I like Motley Crue and I like that whole, I like the whole vibe and like it's cool like and I like to do like my warrior makeup and stuff. But then there becomes like a line and then you see like what's exactly happening and like well, how you're being paraded in things and then it's just like, nah, it's, it just gets weird. And it's not to say, hey, everybody, like every guy don't do it or whatever, but it's just like, I was just getting so involved with the lifestyle and everything like that with the partying and all this kinds of stuff like that, that I kind of like... I just went with the narrative of just getting crazier and crazier and crazier yeah, and crazier. Yeah, yeah. And then it's just like, yo, you got to like tone it down. And like, and um, yeah, I'm just like, I, I, how can I explain it? I don't, and I, cause I don't necessarily want to offend anybody, but I'm not worried about offending anybody. I just don't like want to hurt feelings and stuff. But yeah, it's just yeah. like the time for play and all that kind of stuff is technically done. Right. Like we're like when people look around in the world and like being serious for a second here, like, like men gotta act as men and we gotta and there's certain things that are happening that men have to stand up for and mm. fight against and i don't think i can have my nails polished when i'm doing that and i think like i'm gonna go into like this next phase that i'm doing and uh showing people i i, I want to be looked at as like a, a man that can be taken seriously not as like oh he's androgynous or he's doing this this and that and it's not to say like all of a sudden i've lost comfortability in my sexuality it has nothing to do with that yeah. but i want to look and be presented in a certain way and be taken very mm. very serious in that way that i'm presenting myself I like that. I like that. Um, so, your biggest. What are some of the biggest changes from your first your first song that you've made to to like some of your more recent biggest hits? You know what I'm saying? Is it the change in voice? The change you rap? The way you rap? The way you you hit the hooks? Or, you know what I'm saying? What's what are some of the changes? The biggest changes from my very first song from your very first song to your most recent today? Um, from here I have I wrote it down. For, forgive me, I know I'm gonna say the name wrong, but it was called, or I think it was an album or a Il song. Ghoul? Yeah. Oh, okay, that's See, easier. Il Ghoul to Paradise. Okay, that's that's way easier because like going back to like my first song, that's yeah, that's like night. It'd be like the difference between a desert and the ocean. <laughs> but what's it called? Um, my process for Il Ghoul, or like how my process for that in comparison to how I record music now. Uh, I kind of like to like. Every pro like every project that I make is different and like I want to and I go into it with a different way. Like I I get very like I get very much inspired by like movies and actors that are like acting as characters. Mm -hmm. So like I'll take on like a persona and a character for the specific project. So depending on what that project is or what that song is, is what's gonna be dependent on what the recording process and like what the inspiration process is gonna be like. <clears throat> like for Il Ghoul, I was like I was in a very like 
weird dark place and like i'm and it's just like a lot of alcoholism and just like just yeah like I, I wanted to put myself in the pit and like sorry to everybody that was around me at that time right but uh yeah i want i, I just wanted to put myself in the pit and surround myself with demons and all of that kind of all that kind of stuff and then with paradise funny enough is kind of like a similar taste but like i'm gonna I'm, i got like um i got a narrative that i'm trying to tell so i got like a, a three project trilogy paradise is the, uh, the first project in that and then second one is wicked city and the third one is uh castle in the sky and like Paradise is a club inside of Wicked City. Mm. Wicked City, you could see, and, and then from Wicked City, you can see the castle in the sky. So they're all three going to be connected. So yeah, like my recording processes are always completely different, my brother. Always different from one another. Nah, I like that. I say I'm a lot more refined now. I, 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 I know a lot more of what I want in comparison to when I was doing Il Ghul. I didn't really know shit. Jeez. Well, I, I so again, you know what I'm saying? Because I, I did a... When, when I hit you up to be on, I think it was like two days ago or a day ago, mm. that's when I started doing my homework or like going through your page, see what you got going on. And like, you're not unfamiliar with over a million hits. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And like, first first things first, I want to say congrats. Thanks, Because like, that's that's hard to hit. Yeah. And you hit 100K, you have 100K monthly listeners, mm-hmm. which is another thing that's hard to keep that you manage. You know what I'm saying? So I, what I want to ask you is like, how do you manage to keep hitting one mil? Cause like you and one mill go together like white people and racism, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I was like, <laughs> that's funny. What's it called? Uh, I I I don't hit it as much as I'd like, but like, I think with where like the like the I got two tracks that are doing really well right now, and I think is is just was the culture, the environment, a bunch of things that were in motion at the time that kind of gave those two songs their own life mm. i uh another one that i'm feeling like is going to be having its own life is uh club paradise that's on my uh paradise little taste i have an album that one seems to be growing the same way that uh take time was at the time that i'd released it <clears throat> but um to anybody that's like wanting to maintain like um viewership and stuff like this and this is like advice that i need to be following better myself is consistency mm-hmm. and then after you have consistency right oh, you shit. have to create um a portal or like a, a funnel to get that, to get the people back to where it, what it is you're doing, and this is like a, like like the the vanity of a million streams is good for a portfolio, mm. right? It's good for me when I'm having these kinds of conversations, but it's not good for your wallet if you're relying on a million streams. Because first of all, a million streams is hard to get, and then at, like at like, and then afterwards you're not even getting paid for paid that much from it. <clears throat> yeah. So it's like what you would rather have, right? Instead of a million streams, if you could have a thousand people that like really, really, really ride for you, right? really 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 want like you know you drop a t-shirt all thousand of them are grabbing yeah. it. if you have that that's way better than a million streams you, it's the 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 labels and like them and hollywood and things like that gave us the allure of the big numbers and things like that it's very nice and i'm very grateful for like the numbers that i've been able to achieve and the people that listen and love my music but like yeah it's like it's way more important to be able to make genuine connections with people and genuine connections exactly. with your fans and that because then that way they're able to believe in you and build it and push your business more forward this is something that i've like i've slept on myself because like i just was living in the realm of chaos just go 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 record perform whatever happens happens follow me on instagram and like i would message a lot of my fans and talk to them but i never really created a funnel to properly maintain them and that's something that is changing Mm. i see right here perfect blue one mil take time over three mil you know what I'm saying? And, uh, and again, to stay in the mill era, um, December 2021, uh, you did that whole Spotify. You know the Spotify, the yearly mm-hmm. that shows you your numbers, 1.5 mil. And then November 2022, 2.2 mil. And it's like, damn, what's what's 2023? Three point something mil? I think 2023 
if my all my plans go correctly, which as of right now they are, minus like a, like a little hiccup I dealt with a couple of days ago, mm-hmm. I think that I'm gonna like I want I want to hit my first milestone. I want to hit is going to be five hundred thousand, and I want to do that this year. And then by the end of the year, I want to hit uh, I want to hit one, the one million monthly listeners, and like that's like what my goal is. One mil monthly yeah. listeners. Yeah, and it's like uh, from that from the posts that you've seen then to now. Yeah, yeah. Like um, I think that what was the yearly in December, right? December twenty one. And I think take time at that time. Like all I know is from October to now, I've went up another million plays on uh, Take Time. So like Take Time is now at wow. four four million and thirty thousand, and then I think uh, Perfect Blues at one point seven. That's <clears> fucking <throat> crazy. Yeah, yeah, it is crazy, and That's like it's nice dope seeing like how people like cause, like if I look look it up on like um just on the internet and seeing how people use Take Time or how people use Perfect Blue in their life, it's like, it's cool. It's very cool to see. Yeah. Like my songs have been in places that I may never see in my life. It's very awesome. You kind of already implied this already, but are you getting paid off of this? Yeah. Paid off of music? Are you getting paid well enough to actually live off of it? Or is this something like you need a nine to five on top of it for right now? Mm. If like I, like when buckling down and doing everything properly, like especially in a position that I'm in right now, no, I don't need, I don't need a nine to five or anything like that, right? It's just like, it, but again, it comes to like consistency. And the biggest pain in the ass is when you don't have that nine to five. It's like you have freedom on one side and you have security on the other side, right? Yeah. I have all the freedom in the world, but no security. There's no dental plan. There's no, there's none of that, right? Yeah, yeah, and the, yeah. and like my alarm clock is, I set my alarm clock. You know, my deadlines, I set my deadlines. Exactly. And if I'm having a shitty day because my boss, well, I got to look in the mirror and get pissed off. Because mm. I'm my own boss. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, um... I like the way you talk, bro. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. My man, my man. Yeah, I feel like I'm getting more in the flow now. Like, yeah. it's uh, feeling more natural with it. But, yeah, what's it called? Like, so, w- when you have the security of, like, working for somebody else, right? And you get replied, you get those benefits, you don't have the freedom, right? But I have all of the free, Like, I'm, I have all of the freedom, but, like, none of the security. So, like, I'm working on getting more of the security. And to get more of the security, I have to um, have more... What's the uh, discipline, right? Exactly. And discipline and artistry, very hard to come together because like artistry kind of revolves around the idea of chaos. So yeah. there's like a good side and bad, bad side to it, both sides. Yeah, There's exactly. good and bad to both sides. Mm-hmm. Damn. Because like if it's one thing I really hate is working for the white man, bro. I, I hate it. I hate it. Or like just having a boss, period. Because mm-hmm. like you're working on his time. Mm-hmm. And if he has a deadline May 7th, but you had planned that May 7th, you better cancel it. Yeah. You better cancel it or else you don't have a job anymore. And and it's, and and what bugs me about it, just like working for anything else except for what I want to in general, is just how how replaceable you are. And it's just like, I know I'm replaceable, right? Like just music, musicians, people like live and die all the time. But like, I know that like some of the things that I've made, like my songs have made people feel, or at least I like to hope, at least I like to hope so. And I like to believe when they tell me these things, like, that they've felt things that or like they've been helped with things because of my songs like that's like that's all that's all you really need no i like that mm-hmm. so so have have you had a few people come up to you to you yet like physically face to face and was like yo your mu- your song has helped me get through this or oh mm-hmm. i can't believe it's tk yo can i get a picture oh yeah like yeah hundreds man like not even like being braggadocious but hundreds i was like spent a lot of time being a bar star too so like always just making sure my face was out there in the city and shit that's like good. that so like yeah that's right. a smart way to move. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Make sure you know by but yeah. No, it's dangerous. <laughs> of course, of course. No, that, so it's dangerous, but it's like, you know the city well enough. Uh, I This is kind of hard, but I guess it just all depends. But you know the city well enough to kind of know where to go, when not to go there, 
when to you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. you know not to go to 118 at oh, two in the morning yeah yeah of course i meant like just dangerous in like the nightlife and like you could just get caught in the same cycle oh oh oh, oh. I, th- I, I thought you're talking about the other way oh yeah of course there's that yeah but i'm every like people like me i don't like i don't really get into it with people like that like exactly. no, that that's good. i'm just like i just like i just make music and i get it, it, like my only beef is like you know with the ones that are controlling all of this kind of stuff no, i feel that um if if you could speak on it, because I know some people can, some people cannot. Are you signed to a label? Uh, no, no, no label for me. I don't like that shit. And I like I like the I like distribution and I like and I like working in partnership, but I don't like uh, the idea of people owning my stuff. It kind of puts me right back in square one, mm-hmm. right? Because like if I'm if, if I'm gonna do that, then they may as well own my time, and then they could give me all the security, like dental plan and shit like yeah, this. Yeah. So so you <laughs> you never plan on going the label route, getting like, signed. When I was younger, that was like kind of like the dream. Yeah. And then as like I got older, more wise, more knowledgeable in the whole thing, I kind of like realized that it, that's not the way to go. And like, um, uh, without getting into like the nitty gritty, like dark, trippy, uh, it's just like, I think like people just need to go get it on their own, right? Exactly. Especially if you like, uh, like, and like I feel like, and again, I don't really like doing the race thing, but like I feel like this is extremely important because like when you look at music, especially in the states or in, in Canada, a lot of it is being like made by black people. So a lot of black people need to start thinking and coming together and creating, uh, ha- having it be their business. Exactly. Uh, move. Like, I get into this. Thing, but yeah. I, I get into this conversation a lot. It's like. We're the ones that make these people rich. Mm. We we we're the ones that make the the label owners rich, the the designer companies rich. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, it for some reason we're we're just a lot of us don't think in a way that like, yo, these people built this whole system off our backs. If we come together ourselves and, you know what I'm saying, we could really take over. Mm-hmm. But there's too many things that will come into play, laws that we never heard about suddenly become a thing, and just ways to shut shut people down. Mm-hmm. So. Besides the word laziness, I just uh, feel like a lot of people aren't educated and plan not to be educated because why do all that when it's already set for you? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Just work in the system rather than make your own. And it's interesting because working in the system doesn't necessarily need to be having a boss and things like that. People that are like working in and without going again into the nitty gritty and stuff, but working into making their communities and things like that worse via, you know, like all that kind of stuff, like, you know, without getting into the details of it. But like. In doing that, you are now working in that same system. You know what I mean? And like that, that like the system is not the system that is like for us, right? Like exactly. the system that is for us and by us is a system is love and righteousness and like you know uplifting one another, you know, and like and experimenting and like doing like the trippiest things that we can do with our mind, right? And like in safe environments that like people are like uh, like when I say like trippy, like we should be exploring every level of our consciousness and evolving our consciousness. And, lo- and music should be about these kinds of things and all of our art and things like that should be about these kinds of things this is the main this is the main purpose of the human experience right and like one of the best ways to evolve our consciousness is through love and you could see that they don't like um the system doesn't like that you know exactly. and you like the whole controversy like there's a lot of controversy and stuff like that happening around in the world right now with the whole matrix talk and stuff like that but something that is 100 percent definite is they don't like they don't like people coming together and doing stuff. Nope. They like separation. They like separation amongst blacks and whites. They like separations among amongst people who are gay and people who are straight. Mm-hmm. The more that they can make, the better. And they and when you look at it from an outside point of view, looking in, you realize that it is so silly, right? Because it's like even like when I have conversations with somebody that looks like me and they try to tell me that black people can't be racist. When it's like, okay, you know, you don't think so, okay? Then me you and a bunch of other people that look like me and you let's go call one of my white homies and bring him here and then tell me that he's not going to be the butt end of the jokes the same way that i'm not going to be the butt end of the jokes when we're a room full of white my white friends right yeah. and it's just like 
and then and it comes into like all oh, the systematic thing and all this kinds of stuff like that it's like well depending on your environment you can make a systematic racist environment for a white person right but it's just like you like all of these things they're set up in levels and they're set up in ways to keep us targeted and looking at each other so it was like a, a movie that i'd recommend anybody who's watching this to watch would be like something like animal farm and what what it what it is right when somebody has a certain level of uh uh what's the word um intelligence no not intelligent intelligence but like um when you get like privilege like when somebody has a certain level of privilege a lot of the times they're blinded to other certain things right and then like they don't want to get that privilege taken away so then the conversation becomes hard to have mm. right so like the the privilege that black people have about being saying like oh well it's impossible for be uh, for us to be racist there's a lot of things that we're not going to that we're not going to look at so we're able to have that kind of conversation right and it's like the same thing with like uh with white people they're like oh i'm not racist i'm not racist there's no such thing as systematic racism when it's like okay well if i brought you in a group of people like and you were trying to like get signed to my label and all my label mates were black you were going to get pointed out for being white now if i'm trying to go be a person at your firm or whatever the heck that is right now not so much now they're like boosting the whole race shit and like, making everything equal and all this kinds of stuff like that it's all it's all the whole reality thing is a joke but like the like the the white man won't want to let go of that privilege right because if he lets go of that pri like privilege makes it so we're all the same but the thing is is like that is where our bliss is on the other side of once we let go of our privileges and the white people let go of their privileges and everybody lets go of this thing and we just look at it as like we're all one because we are all one right we're all souls that are using bodies we're not bodies that are using souls so once yeah. we realize that kind of stuff we evolve we're able to do anything that we want right we, we ascend Jeez. do you feel like there'll ever come a time in a place where that we will be able to do that or will forever be in a world where it's the same system i think it's happening right now i think people are waking up and things like that right now it's just like uh there's just like levels to it and like uh I, and I feel like the like in the beginning of our conversation when I said like manifestation has become very easy. I'm not like Superman or Jesus or nothing. It's like that for everybody else. So it's become a lot easier to manifest good things in your life and a lot easier to manifest bad things in your life. Mm. And that is why the main focus and the main narrative is for all of us to be focused on negativity, to bring our energies lower. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like we need to like come together, raise our energies and keep them high. And, you, and it is happening because you see people who are trying to raise our energies and raise our vibrations and they get canceled or they get like, Whatever, whatever next thing happens. So, so are you about I think you're talking about? Oh, when it comes to him, like, he's an example. Like, he, yeah, yeah, Andrew Tate could be used as an example, but he's not, like, he's not the first. And, like, for people to act like this is a new thing, guy calls out the system, system puts him in jail, to act like it's new with him And you see some insane. of the, you seen some That's of the crazy. charges they put against him? It's, it, it, it's insane. Human trafficking? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. And if, it's, if, it's, if it's false, that's crazy. Oh well, they, like I, yeah, you know what? Screw, because like I'm not I'm I'm not all that worried about sharing my opinion on this, because it's like I'm actually very uh, I get very pissed off about this kinds of things. It's like if people were all that worried about um, sex trafficking and human trafficking and things like that, where's the list? Mm. Where's uh you know what I'm talking about? Exactly. Where's all of that kind of stuff? And like this is stuff like I've been in my music and I've been like talking about and shit like that for days. Like people, it's like oh, look into one of the main like look at how just look into it follow the money right i'm like without me getting into too much into it but it's like if you are that worried about trafficking look into the money and then like you'll find a whole lot more evidence on your favorites than you'll find on on that bald dude and it's like what's crazy <laughs> is like the the level and the impact that he had that people are like oh this is so dangerous this is so dangerous to this is so dangerous for young men and i even had a conversation with my friend who agree would who had agreed with that narrative and like I had, a, I disagreed, and we had the conversation. Is like, would you rather have your young son listen to somebody like Andrew Tate, or your daughter watch and listen to somebody like Cardi B? 
And he's like, well, I'd rather them listen to Cardi B. And I was like, well, that for me is absolutely insane because her herself doesn't let her daughter listen to her music. Her herself says that they're spreading all of this negative energy and things like that. Her herself has admitted, has admitted to some like crazy things yep. during her rough past. Yep. Right. And it's like, that's fine. It's like, and it's like, why do we pretend that this mainstream thing cares about giving us the good stuff mm -hmm. when it's not in our food, right? When it's not in our water, you still got people asking for clean water. Like it's not a given human right. Exactly. And they want to take more of our regular human rights away. So these guys ain't for us. So a lot of the times when they say go, I like to stop and question, not to say, oh, uh, Matrix, uh, uh, but every time the mainstream narrative is go, 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 I like to stop and look around and question things and see like who's telling me to go, why are they telling me to go, where am I going to, what am I wearing, do I want to look fresh, what, what's going on, right? There's a lot of questions people need to ask in their everyday life instead of living like bots exactly. or NPCs living with narratives that aren't their narratives, right? Oh, Andrew Tate, I don't like him because he's misogynist. It's like for me, if you're not going to like a guy like that, don't like him because you think he's like a controlled opposition but to say oh he's a misogynist like you want to you want to throw that word around while we be listening to future all day come on don't don't with <laughs> and me. they shake their ass to future yeah, yeah don't you and know what i'm saying you want to know what the funniest thing about that is What's a, a lot of people that i know that don't fuck with him they don't like him because of the five six second clips that mm. youtube or tiktok shows and what i always say i say the same thing to everybody if if you're not liking someone based on, on a few second clips I could I could give you five six second clips of Mother Teresa, mm -hmm. and then I could find the we all have bad things that we do. We all have fucked up shit that we say. But if you, they would take an hour long podcast and take the five six things he says that are kind of like, that are good if you listen to the whole thing, but they just chopped up to something real quick so you only hear the bad part. Mm -hmm. So example, if I said, I hit this guy because I was mad at him for him hitting me first, I say that whole thing, but then all you get is I hit this guy. Mm -hmm. Boom, that's it. Now you got this whole image portrayed of me just slamming the shit out this guy because, you know, just because I woke up and felt like it. And that's the dangerous thing, like, with the internet. You could chop up and, like, you could chop up and make anything. You can, AI music is going to be the next thing, right? Yeah. They're already doing AI, uh, like, visual art stealing from a bunch of artists and things like this. But AI, AI music is going to be the next thing. It's so easy to just make stuff out of nothing, create narratives. It's like, and it's it's shocking to me because we... I don't know what school curriculum like the other Edmontonians and things like that or other Canadians or other people in the world had. But like I learned in school by the system how the propaganda machine works. They teach you how it works. So when they do it to you, they don't get bad karma. Right. They, they, they literally like here's Microsoft Word. Here's to operate the Internet. Here's how to search the Internet. How, here's how to find information. And then they put out the information that you should be questioning. Yeah. And then people don't do anything about it. That's why guess, they get no bad karma. I guess it's because like they do it at such a young age. You're, you, as you grow up, you're just like, shit, this is just normal. To an extent, to an extent. But it's just like, I, like it, it's just baffling to me, right? It's like, how often do people not think, right? Because like, I, I, like, I am, again, far from perfect, right? Have a cigarette. I'm, like, there's a lot of times where I'm con unconsciously, oh, I need to have a smoke, have a cigarette, right? Oh, I need a blazer, unconsciously, right? And then there's like things that I unconsciously do that are bad habits, right? Yeah. But then there's things that I, like, that I do. And like, there's a lot of things that I do consciously where I'm thinking, I'm like, okay, I want this because I need this and I want this outcome out of it, right? And it's like, what, like, why do people trust this system that has that same intention that I just said? And if that intention is off profiting off of them, that means that they are the consumer. It's not looking out with for what's best for you. It's whatever you're going to buy the most of. Yeah. So if you're going to get addicted to these sugar cakes, that has nothing to do with me. That's literally on you. I put it on the box, what's on there. And it's using, you can make a conspiracy about it. It's silly. You know what I mean? And the fact that like they'll like there's a huge like waking up or like uh people being oh we're in a matrix and things like that like props to the young kids right that are like 
realizing some things and things like that. But like this, it was never a lie. They never necessarily lied about anything. They showed it to us and whether if it was in movies or whatever it was, right? Literally to have your teacher tell you in the curriculum that they gave, don't believe everything that you read on the news. Exactly. And then what do people go and do? Believe everything. That, yep. And then so like, it, then that, that's on them. And it's like, I'm, I, I'd say I'm spiritual, not necessarily religious, but all the information that we get from our Apple devices, right? When it comes to the Bible, right? The, the Apple of knowledge that Eve and Adam took a bite from, what is the logo on our Apple, right? What is that logo on our Apple device? Oh. There's a bite taken out of it. And what's giving us all the information that no we get way. these days? Don't do that to you know? me. <laughs> oh, bro, if that, I could go in bro, when it comes to that kind of shit. But it's like, I never thought about that. Like, and it's like, where do we get all of our information about what just happened in these past two years? It's yeah. on your phones. Meet me, Amber Alert. It's, it's that telling you. It's that telling you what reality is. People aren't relying on their eyes anymore. They're not relying on their soul anymore. They're relying on what the internet's telling them. So when the internet says, Andrew Tate, super evil, da-da-da, yeah, yeah. But then you have someone, a woman crying, calling out um, an actor or like, you know, or a situation I'm not going to go into details about, but because it doesn't fit their favorite narrative or because uh, I like Snapchat news isn't talking about it, they don't believe it. Yeah. So it's like, but, that's, that's true what you're saying, because um, I, I, I ain't going to hold you. I'm going to keep it 100. I, can't, I fall victim into what you just said, because when I heard takeoff, mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure it was Takeoff that passed away. One of the Migos, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? When I heard that he took uh, passed away, I said, um, a lot of people were telling me, and I'm like, I'm going to wait for TMZ to say something. Mm -hmm. If TMZ say something, then it's true. But like to, exactly to what you said, I'm like, that is true. And I hate that I fall victim to that. I will not believe something until this one source posted. But the funniest thing is that source has been known to lie before. Mm -hmm. But I still believe it for whatever reason. Yeah. And it's like the source is notoriously known for lying. Mm. And, th and this is something that's interesting about um, our information and like the age of information that we're in and, and using our iPhones and technologies and stuff is like back then, say like the age of our grand uh, grandparents, or somebody who's like 76 or 70 something right now, right? Uh, them growing up. It's like you like you get you hear stories about like say if you were born in Portugal and you hear stories about what Japan looks like. Yeah. Right. And then maybe you get a book that has pictures in it or you have somebody who sends you a postcard and stuff like that. And it's all left to your imagination, how the people live, all this kinds of stuff like that. You're not worried necessarily about what's going on in Japan. But the way that the world works now, Japan, something happens there, whether it's like somebody gets stabbed on a train or whatever it is, whatever they can use to get that fear button on hours going. Oh, oh, I don't know if I could go to Japan, whatever they can do then that's the information that we're going to get. It's like you have information of people who are starving in this place, people who don't have water in this place, this bad thing happening in the world, this thing. And it's all getting, we're, we're getting it all on our phone. And what's crazy is like we scroll it and it's like, oh, famine, oh, super sad. Ooh, cute dog. Ooh, she's fine. Yeah. And it's like <laughs> what that's doing to our brain is just absolutely scrambling it. And it's, and it's set up to do that. So then people aren't cluing in and then thinking like what I had mentioned earlier because people need to wake up and start. Not thinking like how I think, but just start questioning things, right? Mm -hmm. Where does the money go after I spend it? Yep. What am I eating? What am I drinking? You know, what am I listening to? I've gotten to that point now where I started breaking down a lot of things. Um, when I go to, I went to Cabela's a few months ago. Mm -hmm. They're like, I bought something for like $78.64. They said, would you like to round this up to the nearest dollar to donate it to whatever thing? And it, and it had me thinking like, and I did a whole bunch of research. I'm like, why do they? Why does a million dollar company, multi million dollar company, want me to round up the nearest dollar to donate? But then it hit me. They, they, yeah, they don't. They, I hope they donate it, and whatever they do with that is for tax write off. Mm -hmm. So they get more back from tax season, so on and so on. And I'm like, it's 
it's just a thing to get more money back. It's mm -hmm. just, it's a thing to put more money in certain people's pockets. 100%. So now it, it just gets to a point where unless I'm don donating straight to them, I'm not donating through a third party. Never. Not doing that. Don't do it because it's, it's all it's all a trap and it's a joke. And as soon as these guys get you, they're like, "Gotcha, bitch." They they, they, they get every like, bro. You're Dave Chappelle now. Yeah, yeah, no, like like legit. I'm telling you, bro. It's it's all a Ponzi scheme and it's all a game. As soon as they got, as soon as it ain't from mom and pop, as soon as it ain't like a mom and pop shop, then it is no good. Yeah. It's not good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Don't trust Walmart. This, don't trust yeah. those big companies. Look how much work and time that they put into making sure that the people don't have those things, like the mom and pop shop, right? So then when we're buying clothes, we're getting only fabrics from them. We're buying food, we're only getting food from them, right? Yeah. And it's like, it needs to get to a point. And this is like, for me as an artist, right? So I'm like, I don't want no labels. Like, it needs to get to a point where it's like, okay, the machine needs to take a break. I need to go back on a flip phone. And to go get an MP3 player again, keep these things separate. Somewhere down the line, we got like um, confused with the idea of a technological advancement being cramming a bunch of sh things in the one thing, right? It's like, oh well, this like we're advancing, well, we're going up. It's like, no, we're not. Like it's been the same iPhone since I was a child. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's like, oh well, now there's three cameras on it. It says it takes. Take nah. picture of the same thing, but with three cameras. Oh, that much better quality for my what? For my Instagram. What if Instagram shuts down tomorrow? Then it all means nothing. That's, what if Spotify yep. shuts down tomorrow? Then it all means nothing. That's all the shit that I talk about, and I and I and I tend to say the same thing every few years. Is iPhone? I had an iPhone 10. I mm -hmm. feel like all the features, all the features they had on a 14, they could have put that shit on a 10. 100. They could have, but it's like, what the fuck are we gonna have for like generations to come or the next few series of iPhones? You know what I'm saying, but I'm not gonna lie. We're, uh, uh, I want to get right back to the music thing. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Is it cool if I uh, get some more water, please? All right now. Here, give me a second then. So you know what I'm saying. Getting back to the the question I was asking you, uh, I'm not gonna lie though. I was, I, was, I enjoy those type of conversations where we really kind of break down what happens in the world or how the world sends or gives people messages that's my favorite delightful kind of messages you know what i'm saying and it's funny because no yeah th those are my my favorite type of shit too but it's like they really they're really like good at making you think what they want you to think mm -hmm. which sucks but again that's the fucking world we live in evil people you know what i'm saying magic but um but yeah my last my last few questions i want to ask you is um the one thing i really like i like interviewing people with blue check marks you know what i'm saying because mm -hmm. it's like like, what is the process in getting one? Like, how do you get one? Do they hit you up? Do you hit them up? That was a whole pain in the ass. But uh, I had gotten it actually through one of my distributors. One of my distributors distributors had set it up. But it was after I'd gotten, like, a couple of write-ups. I'd had, like, the Edmonton Journal write-up about me and things Damn. like that. Yeah. And then after, I was able to get that uh, that blue check mark. No but, again, way. it's a vanity thing because, like, afterwards, you use it. And you use it for conversation starters and things like that. But the thousand fans is a lot more important. Oh, yeah. Jeez, so when when did the Edmonton Journal write 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 on you? When was that? Right before um the the pandemic or whatever. Oh yeah, right before like like I was on tour with Lil Mosey. Yeah, and then Lil uh, Mosey. Yeah, Sheesh. yeah yeah. I was like, I got to, I got to do that, and then um yeah, it was like right as all of that was happening, and like we had like this whole trajectory. I was about to move to New York and all this kinds of stuff like this, and then like move permanently. Uh yeah yeah I wanted wow. to get yeah. Yeah, and it's still kind of my plan not to go to New York, but like now my plan is just to be more off the grid, be a nomad, be from like this place to this place to this place, and I'm planning to take Portal with me. Yeah, that's crazy how you have a chance to move to New York and then eat town. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Like I, I think damn near any everybody I know would pick New York, but is New York really how TV makes it seem? Like I have family there, but I've never had the chance to visit them. It's like fast paced, nobody cares about nothing. Just get out the way. Well, if it wasn't for like 
everything that like happened and the way that it happened, I would 100% like I choose New York one billion times over Edmonton. Like, and I Damn. like I got love for like the people in my city and of like course, of course. and things like this, but it's no comparison. Like, it, you New York looks at itself as like the the center of the world. Mm-hmm. You want to know how Edmonton looks at itself? It's gonna get rid of its dragon at the mall. It's gonna get rid of the mind bender at the mall. The roller coaster. Yeah, 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 it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's ruining its own mall. It's getting rid of Sports Check and City Center. Damn. You, you know that show, Last of Us? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was. They yeah, shot that here, right? Yeah. They shot a show that takes place 20 years after the world ended in our downtown. Down. In the summertime. Down. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's where Edmonton's going. <laughs> That's where Edmonton's at right now. We got to leave ASAP. Yeah, we got to leave. We and like, yo, this is like ASAP. to everybody. If you love this city, then do what the Oilers do. Leave and come back with something special and, you know. Mm. Make it the city of champions again because we haven't been that for a long time. You want to know something that's it's so true, but I hate hearing it because of how true it is. Mm. If you want to make it somewhere, if you want to be big, leave your city. Leave. Were you raised religious? Oh, uh, yeah. Were you, yeah. So were you like, raised Catholic? Uh, Christian. Christian? Jesus needed to leave Nazareth, yeah? Mm. Where did they crucify Jesus? I, you got to tell me. I'm not that deep into the Bible. They, they crucified him in Nazareth. He wasn't able to perform miracles in Nazareth because the people didn't believe. Mm. People didn't believe because they knew him. They knew him as uh, the, the carpenter's son, right? So this is why you need to leave. Wow. You need yeah. to leave. And, like, I give this advice to anybody. And, like, uh, a quick analogy that I, I throw down is, like, um, say you want to be a painter, right? Yeah. Leave with all your paintings. Go wherever it is. Go to Paris, right? So then every single person that you meet from that point on is meeting you because of that. They're not mm. meeting you because they know you from high school. They know your cousin. They're meeting you because you're a painter. Yeah. And then all that magic that you got, they will only understand that magic. Anybody that grew up, grows up around you, they're always trying to dwindle that magic. Because the more magic you have and they don't have, the more they start questioning their own reality and questioning themselves in a negative light. Yep. Very, very, uh, very, very seldomly do they start looking at it. Hey, maybe I can get to the same level and level themselves up. They'll just feel, r- rather say you don't have it. I feel like it's, it's inevitable. You got mm. to. You got to leave. There's no like... If you really care about what you got going on and want to see it grow, you cannot do it wherever you're from. Yeah, and and, and again, like with like like the Oilers, right? You get the best, and then you go and you prove that you're the best in other places, and then you bring it back home. Exactly, that's what you got to do. Sheesh. Well, you know what I'm saying. That's that's basically all I got to ask you for up this. Is there is there anything you want to ask me? Hmm. It's all good if there's nothing, because I do plan on having you again soon. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? What, to do what I like to do is maybe like once every six months seven months and just talk about the updates mm. have you gone to fucking japan the moon where have you gone yeah hopefully i'll be at japan hopefully i hopefully i'll touch japan within the next six months i, I definitely want to do uh, some traveling stuff what are your like plans for like what do you want to do with this this what? like you just want to keep it growing like and like and do you want to keep it here let me tell you uh, nah i can't keep it here i can't that's the one thing i've been learning because i told myself when i moved from florida to edmonton i told myself i'm gonna die here i love the city that much but like as as i got older i'm like yes i still love the city but i i gotta go see more you know what i'm saying i can't be here but my thing with this it is like since 2023 has been the same Mm. worldwide i want to be known worldwide here's joe rogan here's combo with marlo you know what i'm saying obviously not to shit on him but like i'm trying to be up there because and the thing the thing that I love about Joe Rogan, he has everybody on. Mm-hmm. You know, some podcasts have artists, um, um, actors, like they, but they keep it in the like in that type of world. Me, I want to have scientists. I want to have people that worked in gold mines. I want to want to have an astronaut. I, like I want to have people that run track. Anything, anything that you're willing to die behind, mm. you're the person I want. If if you're if you're a cook, 
but you're the best damn cook in your years to come of you know what i'm saying whatever the case may be mm-hmm. i want you on whether you're somebody whether you're no nobody whether you have ig or not i want you on working um knock on wood i don't want to jinx it but like if things go well if things go the way i want i can have the mayor on mm. you know what i'm saying i'm kind of in the midst of it we're com- i'm conversating with the with the lady that does all the scheduling for him, for him but the issue is is like I don't know how they feel about coming to some guy's basement to do it. So obviously I'm, I got to go out to them, but I keep sending them all my references, like all the past interviews I've done, but just, I don't, this girl's just weird. I'm trying to find somebody else to message, but like, she's the, she's the one you have to talk to if you want to get to him. Mm. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, and with the government stuff, you, you be careful. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, no, no. You, we'll, we'll see what happens, but it's just, I got so much political stuff I want to ask, especially as an Indian person. Like, like how, how do certain types of people feel with you being up there how did you get up there what was the what was it like getting up there you know what i'm saying what type of shit did you get hit with what type of negativity did you get hit with especially as a colored person making it up there mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying those are the type of things i would love to ask but to answer your question worldwide i want to be known worldwide from eastern europe to the very edge of hawaii you I know like what i'm that. saying i just want to be known everywhere yeah, I like that, man. Anything I can do to help that, uh, I, I I love you having me on, and I'm Bro. stoked to get back on here again. You're already helping me just by coming on. And Mama. the thing that I like is, I, I say this to everyone who doesn't flop. You did not flop. You didn't. You didn't wait. So that that's why I was messaging you, like kind of like, yo, um, I'll send you the address the day of because a lot of people like to flop the day before, an hour before, this and that. Because I guess is, I understand why people get nervous. Mm. I get it. But you flopping because you're nervous, that just kind of shows what Life's type of person you. you know what I'm saying? It's like, what do you do when you get booked for a show? Are you mm-hmm. going to flop last second? Imagine them scheduling a whole show. There's people at the venue waiting for you, and then you flop? Come on. Mm-hmm. That kind of just shows me how you take some things. The one the one worst thing I've ever heard was um, I had a, a guy, this when I first started. He flopped on me. He said his, mo- his mom was in the hospital. I'm like, damn, bro. I'm, I'm, actually, I'm sorry, man. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry to hear that. Guess who I saw on White Ave? That same night. No way. That same fucking night I saw him on White Ave. And I, I literally went up to him. I'm like, because like, he's being weird. He's kind of dodging eye contact because he saw me from a distance. Uh. He's walking down the, the road. I'm walking up or the sidewalk. He's walking down the sidewalk. I'm walking up. He's dodging eye contact with me. I'm like, ain't no fucking way that's him. So I went up to him because I knew the friend he was with, shaking the friend's hand. And the friend doesn't know what's happening because I literally heard him ask his friend, like, what are you, what are you doing? Mm. I go up to him. I'm like. Yo, is your mom all good? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. My mom's good. And then the friend's like, "What happened to your mom?" I fucking knew it. I knew. Obviously, I, I didn't. I didn't put him on blast. Like, yeah. yo, you just lied to me. But I just gave him that look. Like, I know you're fucking lying. That's but clown shoes. That, that. Nah, that's that's dumb shit. But it's like, if you didn't want to be on, just tell me. I've only done something like that once, and it had nothing to do with work stuff. It was to meet up with this girl. And I told her <laughs> that I, I was like, oh shit, like some shit just happened, like with my dog, and like I can't come out or whatever. And she's like, no, it's all good. Like. And then she made up some shit. And then I go to the club. And who do I see at the club? I see her out at the club. And then it turns out she had a boyfriend. So it was all Damn. good. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Groundshoes moves. <laughs> I just don't get that. Just just tell me you can't so we can move on. Yeah. And then I'll, I'll schedule you another day or whatever the case may be. But your mom's in the hospital? That's what, you, and then you I see that? you on White Up? That's like putting bad Bro. like juju in the air. Yeah. Like your mom must have really just got sick. And then like, like the Misericordia Hospital. Mm. Her, his mom was in... Long story short, I found out he was lying, and the guy just gave me a dirty look. Never like I'm pretty sure we unfollowed each other that week, but it's like I don't even think you're someone I want around. Yeah, like, mi- that, that a missed weird. opportunity for White Ave. That's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> that no, that's 
that was weird. And the thing, it was like, I don't even think, I, I don't know, bro. I don't even like getting into it because it pisses me off just talking about mm. it. But that was, it was just a weirdo move because, like, God forbid, what if something actually does happen to your mom now? Yeah, you don't say that kind of stuff. You don't put that kind of stuff no, out that, there. That type of shit is weird. But let the people know where they could find your stuff. Find uh, you. Find me uh, pretty much on all social media platforms at All Things TK. So that's including Instagram, Twitter, um, TikTok, Getter, uh, Rumble. Everything is at All Things TK. That's including YouTube as well. Uh, Cabrel on Spotify. That's C A B apostrophe R A L. Uh, what else do I got? What else do I got? Damn, uh, you got a lot of stuff, huh? Portal coming soon. Oops. Uh, portal coming <laughs> soon. Got too loud into the microphone. Got excited. Portal coming soon. Expect a website dropping more new, uh, more merchandise, more shows, more opportunities for young artists here in the city to get their talent out yes, there. Sir. All of that coming soon. April twenty second. Keep your dates open. We gonna do it. Okay. It's your boy Convo with Marlo. TK Cabral. And I'm out.